The April Fool's episode. Yeah, we, we pushed it back, wink, wink, so it can be on wink, wink on April Fool's Day week. Right. And so. just like, also, if you're in my personal life, I don't want to be pranked. It's enough going on. Um, Don't involve me. I don't, I'm going to react negatively to whatever it is. Um, So I don't want to be involved. It's not a SpongeBob episode. Rent is due, bitch. Well, not for me, but for everyone else, rent is due. So it's a very touchy. The timeline has already been in in complete and utter shambles today between box packed lunches and Ari and Taina and all this other shit and we're not even going to talk about what the world is talking about I'm just saying today because rent due and child, child support the box, due the box lunches the the hitting the children the the custody with black china the slap at the Oscars it's so much going on it's, in the world yeah, so this is gonna be just episode just talking about fucking discourse and shutting the fuck up. So what's your joke of the week before we get into it though? Um my let me see, my joke of the week. My joke of the week is I don't well, I wonder if I did the same joke of the week last week. Well, my joke of the week this week is that like all of the black people at work are quitting. Um and then like the white people will like call me to like let me know that the black people have quit as if the black people didn't tell me that they were going to quit before they quit. Mm-hmm. So it's I've been getting calls on my off days where it's like, I know it's your off day. Do you mind picking up so we could talk to, for two minutes? First of all, I'm not gonna pick up for so we could talk for two minutes because I don't allow that boundary to be usurped at work. If it's my off day, I literally don't care if the office is physically on fire. I don't wanna hear about it until I get back to the office. But it's like, oh, we just didn't want you to be blindsided. Bitch, I wasn't blindsided. You was blindsided. I knew. Ain't no sense. I knew when over here. Right. I, period. I knew when they was putting applications in for other places that they was going somewhere else. So I wasn't blindsided. Your ass is the one behind the curve, not me. Um, so this is the second time in four days that leadership at my job, Black leadership at my job has quit. And it's so crazy because, and I don't give a damn whether they listen to the podcast or not. Like, I'm also on my way out. I just am going a little differently um, because I may want to work in this state again. Maybe not, but I may want to work in this state again. So I'm going about it a little differently, but like, bitch, I wasn't blindsided. I knew. I knew when they, when you pissed them off bad enough to look for another job. I knew already. It's funny when you work with somebody and you know, like, they finna quit. Like, <laughs> I ain't gonna see too much more of them. Like, that's always the funniest. It'd be, it'd be sad when they leave. I hate when, when coworkers I like leave. Um, and then my, my other, I have one more joke of the week. 
Okay. So like I didn't know like the politics behind like the Ulta girls, like the girls at Ulta. But I think I may have mentioned last episode, Sam, she got my skin really clear, all the things that she suggested to me. So I've decided that if I'm going to go to that Ulta, I don't want to work with anybody else. So I went to Ulta today and it was a lady at the front standing there, kind of like a bouncer, you know, and she's like, can I help you with something? And I'm like, is Sam working today? And she's like, yes, yeah, Sam is working today, but I can help you. I said, that's all well and good. But if Sam is working today, like I'd like her to help me. And Shorty got like really legitimately offended and she's like well we're all trained the same way and we're all trained to do the same thing so I can help you girl enjoy the lunch like I'm 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 not I don't want you to help me please enjoy just standing here and not being bothered I want to work with Sam like why do you keep talking to me I don't understand right I don't understand and I don't know if her and Sam got some like personal beef or something but like I don't know you and also your skin is not good why would I listen to you why would I listen to you? Why would I listen to you? No, thank you, friend. Just point me in the direction of Sam. Um, Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I. when you loyal, you loyal, especially like some kind of jobs. I don't know if they get commission per se, per se, but like from the makeup girls, that's like a real personal thing. Um, my joke is the fact that I sound like Lou Rawls Um. I probably will never smoke hookah again. I had a very fun-filled weekend. It was my mom's sister's birthday. So we're like, oh, party like it's 1999. And we were out. Like, I have not been outside in a while, but the level of outside that I was, I never want to be outside again. Like, it was so, we were out for 12 hours on Saturday from brunch. Then we went to Bar Vegan. Then we went to some other event. Then we went to Sweet Lounge. And I was just like, I want to go home. And my voice is raspy and I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, do you hear how awful it sounds? And now that I'm realizing I have to protect my temple now because it makes me a lot of fucking money. My annoying ass voice is what people know. And if it's not voicing like it be voicing, that's an issue. And now I'm very stressed out because I was smoking the hookah like a whore. And now here I am. Um, so just y'all, please pray for my voice. I guess I'll make some tea later, but it's, it's still not back and it's Thursday. Gotta get you some throat coat. You'll be all right. I got a throat coat, all right. Don't talk to me like that. <laughs> Gross. Um, <laughs> I went um, to get my eyebrows today. Done today for the first time in eighty-five years, and I went to this place in Roseville here in Michigan. Sure. And it's in the mall, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go get my eyebrows threaded because it takes a very like severe lack of skill to fuck up threading somebody's eyebrows. So I was like, I'm gonna go to this place in in the mall. I told the lady who was doing the eyebrows. She had a couple of clients before me. I said, I want a thread and I want a tint. The lady before me was getting a tint. So I said, I'm going to see how hers come out. And then I'm going to like make my decision off of what I see. So I'm in the middle of getting my eyebrows threaded and the lady still got the dye on her face. So when she like wipes it off or whatever, I asked the lady, I said, she about my skin tone too. So I'm like, this is comparable. I asked the lady, I said, hey, do you mind if I take a look at your eyebrows? Because I'm considering getting my eyebrows tinted. Man, that lady fucked up that eyebrow tint so bad. And the shape was gorgeous, but the eyebrow tint was so fucked up. And I couldn't even keep my face straight when I was looking at the lady's face when she was like, I love it. I think it looks so great. And I'm just like, it do not. It do not look so great. And then the lady who was doing my eyebrows, after she did my threading, I was like, no, that's perfect. We're going to stop right here. 
And she's like, no, I'm gonna let you look at the product and you know, I can show you some other pictures of my work. I'm good. And someone who is well versed in fucking people's eyebrows up in the mall, you should know the signs. And then it will be karma. So I'm glad you were so, cause God would have just let it happen. I got a spirit of discernment. And the thing about it is like, even if this work that you did on this lady is your work, worst work, you're having a bad day. Not on this face. Not on this face you won't. I'm going to keep my Anastasia Beverly Hills pomade and I'm going to keep filling it in myself. Because you are true. like getting broken up with and still got to do bitches eyebrows at work. I literally have been there. So. Yikes. Okay. Well, we know how you ended up on your good days. So. That's a chair I would you not. Take me off eyebrows. Take me off fries, bro. Um, so yeah, so this has been a very discoursey week. And I, I'm sure every podcast in the goddamn world is talking about this shit. So I don't even want to beat the horse. I'm more so just want to tell people to shut the fuck up. I think that's what the message that's on my heart. Because as far as like discourse, everyone feels like, who the fuck asked Ja Rule? Who what they thought? Where's Ja? Like everybody's Ja Ruling these kind of things. And it's been so interesting to me to see niggas who I know hit bitches in, in college talk about time and place when it comes to um, Will and Chris Rock. And I'm just like, hmm. So student housing is more appropriate in time and place, huh? The thing about it is, is that most people, especially Black people, and it's more people in our generation that we like to admit, are overly concerned with how they look to white people. That's Mm -hmm. number one. So folks like to pretend like they're so pro-Black. You care about how you appear to white people, which is a very disgusting, gross thing for you to even bring up in front of other folks. Secondly, I'm a comedian. You're a comedian. I do this job with the understanding that I could offend someone to the point where they would slap the shit out of me, whether it's while I'm on stage or whether it's after. You do this job knowing that you can be fucked up. If you can't fight or you can't take a slap, you might want to shut the fuck up. And you know what? Period. And as a comedian, so I did get asked about it at work, but they were more so asking as a comedian how I felt about it because people are like, oh, well, comedians, it's, it's over for comedians. We can't say anything. First of all, shut the fuck up comedians and i think we talked about this last week because the comedians were whining in the other group about how this one club put a like a list of parameters and basically was like don't make fun of or don't shit on groups that you're not a part of that are more more marginalized than you people had a problem with that and then here we are with this and apparently this nigga has been talking shit about jada for decades so this is some real huh no i said i was agreeing with you for decades for decades so this has been an ongoing thing which is neither here nor there, but comedians feel like they can just say anything and you fucking can't. And then, and you can't, now you can, now whatever, if your mouth move and sound come out and you say certain things, you said it, but if somebody want to beat your fucking ass, that's just what that is. I tell my air mattress joke all the time. And I know one day the air mattress, air mattress C, the air mattress sir, or whatever the fuck might be in the audience and beat my motherfucking ass one day. And I, and I got to eat that. The the thing about it is, is people don't understand the school of thought behind free speech. Yeah. I think people, as they understand free speech, as it relates to the constitution or as it relates to their interpersonal relationships, I should be able to say what I want to say with impunity. And that's not the case. It's, I can say whatever I want to say, but I can't control the consequences thereafter. I have a legal right to say whatever the fuck I want to say at any given time. And I cannot go to jail for that is what free speech is. But it does not protect you from getting beat the fuck up. It just doesn't. 
So maybe you should factor that into when you're doing stuff. I think that that's really important. And also my issue with the whole Chris Rock thing, not to like belabor a point or beat a dead horse, which I don't know why one would beat a dead horse. It very much bothers me that people use euphemisms that involve harming animals. I'm also not a fan of killing two birds with one stone. I think that's gross, but not to belabor a point, but why would you as a black man in an audience full of white people decide that a black woman who's not even a nominee because when these scripts are written or when you're supposed to do off the cuff jokes they're supposed to be about the nominees or the other hosts that's the rule so not only did you step out of that framework you also punch down which is like the number one or two rule of comedy that you don't punch down so what the fuck is your problem that the best the best you could do as a comedian that's your best christopher Gee, I fucking Your- if he wanted to be funny and more relevant, he could at least made a Dora Milaje joke from fucking Black Panther, a Best Picture nominee from not too fucking long ago. But see, what I think is the issue, and this is just me, maybe I'm using my own ego to inflate the situation, which is fair, because that's my brand. He probably wants to fuck Jada. No, yeah, he does. That's probably what it is. You probably just him 30 years ago. Right. somewhere in 30 Rock somewhere backstage at SNL and she said get the fuck out my face you lanky bastard and he's made it his his duty which is why Will was like you know the fuck what I'm finna do get my big fine ass up and slap the shit out this nigga and sit the fuck back down I also I need Will to hit me just like that period I said it I'll say it slow so I can say it some more the follow- cause he got the fuck and that's why I thought it was did you see how straight his arm was? The fucking form on that it, nigga? The form? I need it in my spirit. I have been in love with Will from here to from the top the, of my head to the from bottom. The top of my, from to the bottom of my chin. I just need the whole palm. I just <laughs> it was a slap mush too, which is my favorite shit. A slap mush is my favorite like sexual slap. So like I need it. At this point, this is getting to the unpack levels. Why? That's okay. I don't need to unpack it. I'm comfortable with it. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that shit was sexy. I've always been in love with Wolfman since I was a little girl. I was two years old. I knew that was a motherfucking man. And and 27 years later, I'm still standing 10 10 toes down by my nigga. That's me. Mine. That's my motherfucking man. Cause when, when he got I up, I going his, nowhere. When he got up by his seat, I was like, he finna just go talk to him, which is also sexy to me. I'm like, he finna just go check him, just like in the moment. So I'm like, that's a man. Right before the slap even happened, I was like, you know what that is? That's a grown ass man. That's a husband. That is what that is. And when I saw him, cause the the flex on the slap reminded me of the form of my slap. Cause <laughs> like it was forms. No, for real. Cause it wasn't one of these. It had a this on it. It had a hinge. And so when I saw this happen, I said, oh, he's about to slap Chris Rock. (laughs) (laughs) Were you watching in real time? I was watching in real time that part. We were switching back and forth between reruns of Scandal and the Oscars. I watched in real time. You watched me and my mom sisters. And I, I did not even... Up until literally the apology came out, I thought it was a skit. I thought I was like, y'all, they're going to come out and be like, oh, we just joking. Because it just happened one so fast. 
and two what the fuck so it just i saw i was just like oh you about to slap this now nah, we'll pack a fool for this he really put this in here and i was like oh, it, what the fuck just happened and it okay we we need to talk about we need to put this nigga in the olympics he needs to start throwing some rocks or some shit what's the um the, the shot put the, the shit read it anyone yeah, the shit Rita be doing and just go, the, it's trench bullshit. We need, mm-hmm. and the other thing is so funny because they're painting Chris Rock as some damsel in distress, which is fucking hilarious, one. But two, it's not also far off because he has his whole brand and the whole sitcom about him being a bitch-ass nigga. He was getting beat up by white Italian kids. And because also, the, the thing about me is, and like everybody knows that, like, well, if you don't know, try me and find out. But I'm not one to be trifled with. I'm not one to be fucked with. There's no way that a person could walk up to me because essentially that's Chris Rock's job. At the time, like you're at work. There's no way that no one, a person could surprise me on stage at work and I have my hands behind my back and we not tussling. We would have been up there embarrassing Martin Luther King. We would have been embarrassing (laughs) Malcolm X, Barack Obama and Michelle. We would have been embarrassing Colin Powell. We would have been embarrassing the entire, just all of it. I mean, we would have been talking about it for months because I'm finna walk the, I'm finna mop the floor with your ass if you came up in here. You smacked me in front of Beyonce? You smacked the shit out of me in front of Beyonce. She's never coming out the house again. Do you understand this? Even though she does condone violence. Beyonce loves mess. And Chris Rock talked about her so bad. And so I'm sure she was like, I love it. I'm into it. You know, it's also funny, like, as someone who is not a fighter, I'm not a fighter. Y'all know that. I'm not a violence girl. But for this situation, I get it. Because one, you ain't going to have to sit up and talk about me. And you're not going to do nothing. Like, did he have to slap him? No, but I'm glad he did. And I'm glad it'll set a precedent. But secondly, as someone who talks shit, if I just said something about a man's wife and I see this 6'2 man get up, obviously, violence is happening. I don't know what he thought was about to occur. But how did you not see that coming? But what I've learned is, and I've learned this, there's sit down children, let grandma tell you about a little club called The Rose in Montgomery, Alabama that is not open anymore because there was a shooting and the city closed it. I learned this lesson, well, somebody else learned this lesson, this young lady's name was Imani, in the club in Montgomery. People exist in a world where they truly think that physical consequences should not befall them. They really do. A lot of people think that the worst that can happen to me is that I'll get in an argument with somebody or I'll get in a shouting match with somebody or like a a battle of the wits. A lot of people cannot conceptualize that somebody might slap the fuck out of you. And when I was my, my my first semester of my sophomore year, I was in the club and a girl was going back and forth with me and I smacked her in her fucking mouth. And I could see on her face that she had never considered a possibility that somebody might hit me in my fucking mouth for behaving this way. I operate my life and I can fight based off of the fact that a person could take what I say and lose it. Correct. I know the slap went crazy because he wasn't even slapping with his left hand and his left hand was ready as well. His left hand was also in like he put the and shoulder swing. The fuck with somebody who just went through a, a rigorous uh, fucking tennis training. All that it is is slapping. All tennis is is backhands, 
and four hands. Why? And you know Will Smith is a method actor. Why would you try him? He just, you you are so right. That's a slap in their score. I bet so many got a mean ass slap. And I know Phoenix got a slap. Cause it ain't nothing but slapping. And you go, this man sat here and trained to be this girl's daddy who taught them how to slap. He a slap OG. He gonna slap the fuck out of you. I know if, it's done. If Serena Williams were to slap me and I, for some reason, happened to survive, I would walk into the fucking ocean out of embarrassment. If Serena Williams slapped my face, I would just dramatically, I would have this long hair. I would do my hair for my walk into the ocean and I would walk into the fucking sea because that would be so embarrassing. You will join the ancestors that you embarrassed on stage earlier. I just, that that might be some profound shit. You might need to write that down. That tennis is nothing but slapping. Tennis is a slapping ass sport and you just- Tennis is a slapping ass sport. All it is is front hand and back hand. That's my signature slap is- I slap somebody across the face and before they get a chance to react, I hit the other cheek with my backhand. It's just, you got to hit twice in case you need to run away. I try to do a double slap in case the person is actually strong because I need to disorient you. I yeah, need to like, yeah, you got to, it's like, them. like it's, Mario villain. it's like how they say, if you were getting attacked by a shark, hit it on the nose. Cause it'll fuck them up. It'll confuse them. That's why I do a double slap. You got you buy yourself some time. <laughs> I will only had to hit Chris once and went back and just sat like a black motherfucking king. So okay, here's the other thing I want to unpack. Unpack Jada, who didn't do shit but roll her eyes. I don't like child. Jada don't like that. Before I knew it, niggas getting slapped. But I feel like first of all, even pre-slap, the way the internet and just people in general have been treating Jada is absolutely disgusting it, it stems from misogyny obviously the fact that a woman you know had an extramarital affair which really wasn't even an affair because will knew they had their arrangement and they have their agreement within their marriage and they still love each other deeply they don't feel like jada deserves to be protected or loved or anything and which is why all this backlash and somehow it became her fault for not stopping him jada is 107 pounds soaking wet soaking wet have you ever tried to tell a grown man not to do something no matter this size so, so my, my thing is, and I saw this tweet and cause I don't want it to come off that I'm like taking credit for this like thought because I'm not, I just don't know who tweeted it. But I think because people, the only, this, I will have to put it on Twitter who said it, the only control they have over their relationship is making sure that people don't fuck other people. They cannot imagine a relationship where someone, where people are in a committed open relationship so they want jada to burn at the fucking stake because she exercised her rights in her open relationship it just so happened that the shit went public and she got caught up but y'all brokies cannot even fathom being able to and not even brokies not only are y'all financially broke y'all are spiritually emotionally all that shit broke broken the mind sister because all relationships mean to you is that I can, this other person is not fucking other people, which is the lowest, that's your lowest self. If all you're concerned about is that your partner is not fucking other people, you're really not a, a girlfriend, you're a warden. You're really not a, a boyfriend, you're a warden. Mm-hmm. Who gives a fuck? This person doesn't it, belong to you. It's, and it's also, especially from the men, how dare a woman 
Because when they want, or men want, oh, they love open relationships because you know I'm out here fucking hoes. You're going to be right here. My dinner going to be on the table when I get back. You ain't going to have no dinner, baby, because I'm out fucking too. They I had to block that. my own cousin today. I had to block my own cousin, and he's a comedian too. Hey, Kevin. But um, he was on some shit today where he was agreeing. I blocked actually both of them. He was agreeing with another one of my cousins about how Jada just so vile and she, you know, don't respect that man and all of this. And the thing about it is, it's like, mind your business what people are doing in their relationships literally is none of your fucking business it's just not and the point the sermon i had this morning was people have been uh, i retweeted this other person who was like oh yeah yeah we got your tea they've been nanny nanny boo boo and will and jada you know they marriage oh they swing because they this they that for fucking years these people weren't even on social media for real up until like five years ago so they get on social media, they get the red table talk, they, they you know, they are transparent. Because when, especially as someone who I am transparent because I, I had that right taken away from me at one point. So now it's like, I'm put it on the street so you can't expose me. So now when they own up to their narrative and talk about, okay, yeah, I had this situation, we were entangled, ha, 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 blah, blah, blah. Now it's, can y'all leave us alone? Oh my God, we should know less about y'all. I'm so sick of y'all, blah, blah, blah. And it, again, even back to Will Smith saying that he feels like he has to protect his family, he's tired of this bullshit. I remember in 2010, 11, 12, when Lord Will Willow had pink braids and they act like they were the worst parents ever for letting that girl wear pink braids or shave her head or letting Jaden dress like Batman for like three, four months. That was very weird, but you know, it happened and that baby should be able to express himself. It just got so strange and the people have been doing this shit for years. And I, I can't imagine because like, I know my family and I also know that the, the relationships that I've been in, that's why like, I have no desire to really be famous and I I don't know a situation where I would be like it's not like I'm on the precipice of famousness but in the event that I was like it seems very unappealing because I'm not explaining shit to you about this nigga I'm not explaining shit to you about my parents I'm not explaining shit to you about my kids go to hell and that's how I am as a normal regular ass person I'm not fucking explaining if my baby want to dress up like batman do you pay for his batman costumes do you pay for the martial arts that we send him to so he can really be in character and actually be batman no you don't are you paying the note on this batmobile right period be quiet be quiet i don't understand why we're talking about it but i i will say the one thing that brought me joy out of the whole will willard slapping christopher situation is that i tend to attract crazy ass niggas who like to slap people and who are into violence and i'm on the right track as a young lady i feel good about the men that i have let into my life i feel good about the men that i will let into my life in the future because i have always been attracted to violence for reasons that i'm unpacking with my therapist but when i saw that nigga slap that nigga i was like I could pick like four niggas out of my like my like all time lineup that's on that shit for me, and that makes me happy. I'm kind of the opposite. Violence makes me very anxious. But if I were Jada, I'm like, you need to do something. Shit, throw your drink at him. Fuck something. Like I don't know. <laughs> Did you at least pinch the bitch? <laughs> Get up there and say why I oughta. But I feel like I wouldn't. Like I'll, I'll be like, no, oh my God, Dwayne, look at me. This isn't you, Dwayne. <laughs> Dwayne, come here. Look at me. And honestly, I've done that once, 
pre-Dwayne, I was so fucking stressed out because this nigga was trying to fight everybody. And I was like, hey, come here. Come here, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. But no. But avenge me. You should have shut the fuck up. When I, when my when niggas that be with me get to losing it, I'd be like, you should have left me alone. And this is what you get. This is what you get. And I'm going to sit here and enjoy whatever is in this glass. And when it's over, I'm going to go home and fuck the dog shit out of this nigga because he did great. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. You should have left me alone. You should have left me alone. But honestly, at the end of the day, anytime I even go off or say something mean or do whatever, because I'm not, again, I'm not a violence girl, but like, I understand. Or if I say something mean. Or you say talk shit like you violent, though. That's always. And you know what? Me. The thing about it, I'm a shit talker to, to the core. And even I, knowing to shut the fuck up. Have I gotten slapped in the fucking face in the club? I have not. I haven't. Because I know when to shut the fuck up. I know when to hush. I do. But I, oh, I'm going to say something. These, this mouth here, this nasty i know when the hush i just don't because it'll get to a point where like my common sense part of my brain will be like tally do not say that but i'll be looking at whoever i'm talking to and i'll either be like either they cannot fight me or they not about like did you see draymond green tell whoever that bas- other basketball player is he's like you from buckhead you you come from a nice neighborhood a nice family like you're not about that so most of the time when i'm like pop a shit with people i'm like you're really not built like this like you really not made how i feel like you think you made so i will just continue to be talking my shit now i have been in situations where that has not boded well for me I have been in situations where like a bitch that I thought was not about some shit was like, I'm finna really show you what the streets are about. And I'm like, ooh, surprise. Like, I'm like, ooh, didn't know it was gonna be you. That'll do it. <laughs> That'll do it. You don't have to worry about me. You do not have to worry about me. You know, what was I finna say? Damn, I just, my thought just left my brain. It was so funny, but I can't, what you were just talking about? Oh, you thought you wasn't about that, but you was. Okay, so yeah, what was that? I forgot. This, um, yeah, I feel like with me, oh, okay, okay. So I'll be talking my shit and I know it's not that you can't beat my ass. You just not. Cause we 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 both grown at this and especially if by reaching 30, it's gonna take a lot for somebody to really beat my ass at this point. So I've gotten off ass beat free this long. And I know the parameter, even the underground, like you you're not gonna beat my ass. You just not. As a fighter, I'm letting you hoes know now. Um you bitches are going to Grady. Because I'm I'm too tired to fight. My bones are not made to fight anymore. You hoes are getting stabbed. Um, and I, just, <laughs> I just really want y'all to know. Trauma <laughs> center. You bitches are going. I I hope y'all trust in the fucking the fucking staff in the trauma the trauma unit because I'm not going hand to hand combat with you bitches anymore. Y'all are going to the infirmary. And I'm because I'm I'm tired, so I just want y'all to know you bitches is getting cut up. I'm over it. I'm not playing with you bitches. Well, now no that more. I'm aggressively heavy set, I'm gonna just sit on bitches. Like I'm, it's just giving very much <sighs> gravity. I'm about to start sitting on hoes. And but, but Melanie, since first of all, you calling yourself aggressively heavy set is really funny because that means I'm extra aggressively heavy set. Um, even though shout out to me making it back into the 180s in my way it has been a long time coming but I'm here um but I have I have known in my time that sitting on bitches 
is an effective tool in getting them to calm the fuck down. What's what, baby? Once that weight hit their stomach area, no, like, don't sit on the stomach. See, that's the thing. If you sit on the stomach, they'll get up because they still have core strength. You have to sit where their titties at. You have to sit on the sternum. Mm, crack that shit. You have to sit where they literally cannot breathe and they have to fight for their breath. Because if you sit on their like stomach slash where the hinge yeah. and their hips is, they're going to get up. And they're also going to have activity of their limbs. You got to take the activity of limbs away from bitches if you go sit on them. You do. Now that you broke this down to a science. Okay, I'm going to sit on holes. Shuts cavity. Now she got a tattoo on me. I'm not sitting there because the tattoo power them up. That's gayness because when you in gay relationships, you and the bitches normally about the same size, and so it's not domestic violence. I've said this before. The police come and they will look at y'all and be like, "That seems like a fair fight," and then they'll leave. Huh. So I know how to sit on me a hoe. <laughs> I, I know how to. I, I'm gonna practice all this on my sister next time she drives me. I'm sitting on her fucking stern. Yeah, sit right, sit right on that rib cage. This little, this little bone right here. Mm-hmm, that bone right there. Sit right oh, there. It's like a little chair because my shit's so flat. So it's perfectly. Don't sit on me, bitch. <laughs> Don't you sit on me, whore. <laughs> I'm a roll up on your ass, bitch. Um, but yeah, I just feel like everyone's decided to like take a stand. Like, okay, well, here's my statement. I, Aquarius of the East Side, have spoken. Like, shut the fuck up. Don't nobody care. Don't nobody care. I just, I just want people to understand that no one cares what they're talking about and they don't know what they're talking about or is it extremely hypocritical or it's very tap dancey, coony, respectability politics. Like everybody just correct. I, I saw something today. I saw Corey Holcomb's opinion. Him? No. Everything is on. And I would just like to say, I know the nigga that's, I know it ain't you. I know it's not the nigga that's following bitches to their car. And the only reason you stopped following me is because somebody told you I was a comedian. I know it's not you. I know it's not your weird ass. You might want to be shutting the fuck up because that's why when you're in town and you're on rooms that no female comedian wants to do your fucking room because you're a fucking weirdo. I know it's not you. You better be shutting the fuck up. That means- You better be quiet. I've had him blocked since before I was even, ooh, shit. Before I was even a comedian, before I was blocked people for real, I was like, I don't know much about blocking and comedy, but you're getting blocked, sir. That shit is flagrant. And it's always, you can always tell. You can always tell. It's like the way that they speak about women and all that. The predators all have a similar script. It's always. That nigga look like he barely made it to earth. Like he had to fucking Did you sit. See? Did you see that post where it's like, Y'all over here crying about niggas who look like they snuck on earth. <laughs> you snuck on earth. This nigga was on earth like. <laughs> a bitch, you barely made it as a human. And you sitting here talking. First of all, you calling this person's wife out of their fucking name. Corey Holcomb is a disgusting piece of shit and you better watch your fucking mouth, bitch. Because you are weird. Everybody knows you're weird. Nobody wants to work with you. Nobody wants to be around you. You're disgusting. Nobody wants your opinion. First of all, nobody's ever going to think enough of you to marry you. So you don't need to be speaking on married people's lives because you will never even be in the number to marry a person. Shut your ashy ass up, bitch. What's wrong yeah. with you? 
And a lot of these comedians are incels and losers with platforms or microphones or whatever the fuck. And that's why y'all won't catch me in these rooms. Well, when your next show, when somebody I like asked me to do when I'm not going to these open mics and hear R. Kelly and rape jokes and all kinds of weird shit in these green rooms, I don't like these niggas. I'm so glad I can reach way more people and be way more funny making skits in my kitchen, ho. So I'm not going out there. I don't like them folks. I do not. But child, let's stop talking about the, the Will Smith slap and move on to something else. I want to talk about the packed lunches. That's what I want to talk about. Go ahead, friend. So here's my thing. As a bitch who packs lunches and as a bitch who gets up and makes breakfast and all of this shit, there's an issue in the community where I think people are placing too much value on regular things. Like packing lunch and making lunch for your partner is okay. And also not packing lunch and not making lunch for your partner is okay. But we're in this thing where it's like somebody will say something and they're saying it from a pick me place. They're saying it from a place where they're trying to like degrade other women. And someone else will call out the pick me behavior. And then a nigga will come about and be like, so it's wrong to pack your nigga lunches. And it's like, no, obviously I'm speaking on the fact that this woman is trying to reduce other women because they don't behave the way that she behaves. And it's very like disgusting. And I just want to tell you that like, I have packed lunch and made breakfast for every nigga that I have been with. Cause that's just my way. Not because it's better, not because it's good or that's the way that you should do it. Even these bitches, same shit. Like if you in a relationship with me, your ass is getting a lunch. If you leaving from my house to go to work, you getting a lunch. That's just the way that I roll. Everybody in here. Even you, you come, you come to my house, you eat, right? Yeah, because that, that's your love language and that's the kind of bitch that you are. That's my love, love language and that's just how I am. But what I'm realizing is it's like people think doing that shit makes you different and makes you better. And it's just like, no, it doesn't. And then so I saw some guy comment on the video of the like little competition because that's how the, the shit started. Yeah. A video where like people were showing their lunches that their wives and girlfriends packed. And he's like, not one of these men was black. First of all, you don't know that because it was just their hands. You can't see anybody's faces. You so you don't know. But also they weren't because these are Mexican men. Mexican men, they, they go to fucking work with their hands, bitch. They work with their hands. They build shit. They build a house in my neighborhood every day. They building the fuck out these houses and they go home. Some of y'all don't have no lunch because you don't have no job. I'm not finna make you no lunch to go play 2K. And the dude who said that his his bio is Hooper, rapper, father. Ain't nobody making you no goddamn lunch to go to SoundCloud with some damn McDonald's cup holders in a closet stapled on a wall so you can make some terrible ass music. You ain't getting no fucking lunch. No. You some Uber Eats at best. You can You're not getting no belly. Uber Eats from me either. You, you getting ingredients. You getting USA Deli. Deli you USA. Get ingredients and you can put the shit together yourself because you got me fucked up. And it's like, the thing about it is, it's like, sometimes niggas want patriarchy and sometimes they don't. And that is what is bothersome to me because we keep having conversations about what black women are supposed to do. What First of all, if you ask bitches what they bring to the table, you shouldn't be expecting lunch. Because I shouldn't have to bring anything to the table if I'm making lunch. Exactly. And that's, that's what the plot gets lost. Like, even the girl who tweeted today, like, y'all making lunch, packing lunch, and then going to work. Okay. Because her point was, niggas who's getting lunch, the wife at home all day, her job is to make, that's a job in itself, making lunch, dinner, and all the other, and breakfast, lunch, dinner. That's the job. So, but now see, she also has to go to work after making your motherfucking lunch. 
this is the conversation. So I, I have an ex that I've been with multiple times and our disagreements, and it's so funny because our disagreements are so adult. It's about like raising children and being married. And it's just where we differ of like how things are supposed to go. And it's like, you can't have, you can't pick and choose the parts of the patriarchy that work for you. And then pick and choose the parts of feminism that work for you. Because if I'm taking care of the home, if I'm cooking, if I'm doing all of these things, I'm taking care of the kids, I'm not finna as soon as my stitches dissolve from having a baby, go back to work. It doesn't work like that. But they don't, Black men, when they see other races and they're like, oh, women of other races are doing A, B, C, D, and E for their men. It's it's just not working. Because they're not working. They're not going into anybody's office to do any of this shit where you're like, oh, you need to bring something to the table. I bring something, first of all, I bring something to my own table. That's the issue here. The table that I have set before myself, I bring things to it because it's just, my table's fine. It's just me. But you want me to marry you, be in a relationship with you, cohabitate with you, all of these things. And then I have to bring something to the table. You're setting more expectations for me that were set for myself than when I was alone. Then when I was by myself, I'm not bringing shit to the table because for what? No. It's just crazy to me because like you said, they want, oh yeah, I want you to treat me like a king, blah, 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 and, and make me dinner and all that. Stuff. The bitches making dinner is not also going to work. And, it, and, the, and the ones that we saw, like our mothers and shit doing it, they was tired as hell. I'm not doing both. I'll do what I want to do and you do what works for you. And if you just like to cook, then bitch cook. Don't say don't cook. And, and that's the other way the plot gets lost because they think any level of reciprocity and love for a man is pickmeism and it's just like when you in love and, or, and it's your love language whatever you do what works for y'all and you do and like okay so i've been anti-cooking whatever but i do kind of like cooking i just really didn't want to like oh you gonna cook for me because niggas excuse me kept on asking that shit leave me the fuck alone i'm not cooking for nobody but when i do cook for my boyfriend we cook together because we both enjoy i he likes to cook way more than i do but i like cooking with him you know and we cook i'm not a pick me because i cook we we gotta eat we both in here cooking. It's very reciprocal, whatever, because when you get in a relationship that you figure out what works for you and you do that. Why are we arguing with strangers on the internet all fucking day? Because people at, people like to pretend like, oh, my armpits are so hairy. I refuse to shave them. Because, I'm going to say, friend. Um, no, I'm not doing it because I don't go anywhere. My armpits be irritated when I shave them or when I get them waxed. And I don't go nowhere. And it's cold up here. My armpits are not out. So it just does not matter to me right now. I'm so tired all the time. I'm exhausted. I shave this coochie because I feel like that's hygienic for me, but I don't have no stink under my arms because I drink the chlorophyll. So I'm fine. It's it's all good. I'm just not shaving it. I don't care. It'll get shaved when I move back to Atlanta because that's an armpit open out place. Like your armpits are always on display in Atlanta. But as for me at my house, while I'm in cold ass Michigan and my armpits will not be seen until May, I'm good. But moving forward, the point that I was making, which I kind of don't remember, the point that I was making. Hmm. What was I saying, Melanie? We was talking about making dinners and shit and plates and whatever. But also, again, like anything, like the internet has ruined everything because now it's like, oh my God, I made this man's plate. I'm going to pick me. Like, or, or you just made your nigga plate because he made your plate yesterday. I mean, that, and that's the thing about, oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, people don't understand nuance. nuance. Like, the, they don't. The, the issue is not, because, like, for me, 
anybody who's ever met me knows that I like to cook, I like to host, and I like to do things for people. I like to make people feel comfortable. Man, woman, cat, dog, that's just my deal. That's what I like to do. When I'm in a relationship with men, I like to make sure that they feel loved on. I like to make sure that they feel catered, not catered to, but like, you know, catered to you, but that they feel like they're being catered to when I am doing something nice. That's my deal. That part doesn't make me a pick me. The part that makes you a pick me is when you're using the things that you do for men to separate yourself or make yourself seem better than other women. And that's the issue in our community is that we pretend, and that's the thing, black folks be pretending that they don't understand nuance. You understand the nuance there. You just wanna say that women that are calling out pick me behavior are anti-domestic or anti-treating your man right. When every woman I know that calls out this behavior is actually really into they nigga when they have one and really into treating their man right when they have one. Exhibit the fuck A, cater to you, Gate. I didn't say don't be nice to your nigga, but why the fuck are you saying your life is purposeless without him? Without him. But other thing is, these bitches was 23 when they made the song, and who wasn't a dumb bitch at 23? I was, for sure. I surely was. Let me tell you, I was the dumbest bitch. The dumbest I've been in my life was 23 years old. The dumbest. Know. Yeah, 23 to 25 got real stupid, right up in, right up in that chunk. Real dumb real dumb um but yeah like i just nuance i think with anything especially these internet debates or whatever like the nuance with the christian whatever the fuck did he have to slap him no but did he have to say that shit also no the thing about it is the way that i was raised is that you get fucked up at where you cut up at and maybe i wasn't right but you wasn't right either you wasn't right when you said that shit and maybe i wasn't right when i slapped you And again, I could have got slapped plenty of times. So I get it. And I just hope it sets a precedent for people to leave people the fuck alone. Like even Carlos Miller was talking about how, oh, y'all don't want nobody to do, tell jokes in a row, blah, blah, But it's like, and some retweet with a very valid point. Somebody was like, you would never joke about Nick Cannon's kid dying. You wouldn't. Because you know better. You know what the boundaries are and what's appropriate and what's not. And, and for people, you don't get to tell people what's offensive to them. That's my thing with the Chappelle things because Oh, I don't think his jokes were offensive to trans people. Well, are you a trans person? So how, are you, how are you going to tell somebody what's offensive to them? He wasn't talking to you. So of course you don't think it's offensive. If you say something about tall niggas, I don't give a fuck what tall niggas. I, don't got, I ain't got no tall niggas over here. I don't know the fuck what tall niggas got to do with me. So of course I'm not going to be offended if you say them niggas look like monsters. I ain't tall. So it's just, I'm, I'm tired of people. And again, <clears throat> I'm just wanting everybody to hush and shit up. Um... Yeah, I think that's that's all my soapbox today. I mean, just just don't say shit that you wouldn't want to get knocked out about or like that you wouldn't want to take the consequences for. And then also like with Twitter discourse, like I need everybody to, I know we've been saying like touch grass for a while, but I need Nickelodeon to start like really getting back into like, hey, this is a worldwide day of play. Go outside. Go outside. Go outside. Y'all have lost your fucking minds you wake up before you even wash your face and brush your teeth you're on twitter before you go to sleep you're on twitter and it's all of us we're all guilty of it we've all been there but like you need to go see real people you need to go talk to your family you need to go talk to your friends you need to go hang out with some puppies or some shit it's real life out here and y'all have lost it y'all have lost the fucking plot because y'all don't know how to experience real life anymore and I, it's it's gotten so much worse in the pandemic. Think the most nuanced, 
packing fucking lunch should not have turned into what it turned into today. But people have lost their minds. They have cabin fever, even though some people are still outside. Something has shifted once the pandemic started and people have lost their fucking minds. Like everything, anything, people are so contrarian. Let's talk about that. People just love to be contrarian just to be contrarian to to contrarian and just be, oh, I really, I like pancakes. So fuck waffles. So you don't like French toast. See, that's just really like, and the the killer part about this contrarian shit because like i work in politics where arguably everybody is paid to give their opinion everybody is paid to say exactly what they're thinking and give their like contrarian two cents even in the work that i do people don't behave that way you would never say that shit to me in real life you would never say behave like this in real life and that is like the kicker about it people have no lives they have no authority they have no agency in their real lives so they take to twitter and they're like i can say these awful because like for me i say awful shit on twitter i say wild shit on twitter it is shit that i would say to someone in front of their fucking face but on twitter people don't have any control over their real lives on tiktok people don't have any control over their real lives all these places and it's like if you were face to face with this person, even if we're talking about this thing that doesn't really matter, because if I was at work, for example, right, and I was like, I like pancakes, everybody at my job would go, oh, cool. Nobody would go, well, that LA Star schools are being tired. <laughs> like, that's not, that's not how it would go that's down. With me, I saw crazy on Twitter in a way that I wouldn't in real life because you niggas will never run into me. We will never be in the same place, the same, we will never breathe the same air because you cannot get over here. You can't get near me. And you just like, you know, that's that's my thing, but also leave me alone. If someone now, if someone bothers me, you know, if somebody bothers me, then I must be nasty. And that's usually my thing. If someone, unless somebody says something really just flagrant, I don't usually come out of nowhere and talk crazy to people, usually. I come out here and talk crazy to people because I have work to do on myself as a human being. And also because like, I feel like most of the time when I be at events and stuff or like parties and shit, I'll notice people like talking crazy to other people mm-hmm. because they're bullies. And then I'll be like, okay, I'm finna bully this bully. That's I like to bully the bully. That's my deal. So most of the time, if I see somebody like bullying other people, I'm like, great, I'm going to make this person's life very difficult for at least the next couple of minutes because you're a bully and it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, But with this discourse and opinions, don't say shit you wouldn't want to get slapped about. That's really just the, the bottom line and people will find the weirdest things to, and granted, okay, yeah, this is crazy, but what y'all niggas don't watch the Oscars. The same week, last week, y'all was talking about the transgender swimmer is one fucking swimmer it's not like it's taking over the league or anything with this just wave of trans swimmers like y'all don't give a fuck for real this slapping shit i saw y'all niggas i know y'all for real y'all in DeKalb county y'all went to school with me you know what i'm saying like i know shut the fuck up y'all just trying to find anything this is t-shirts and tattoos and people are condemning wolves i'm sure they're burning shark tail and wild wild west dvds somewhere like the plot has been lost. I think everyone's just bored and I want everyone to shut the fuck up. And then all the white people speaking on Will Smith, literally, because like oh. for me, y'all need to shut the fuck up. And I, what I have loved about the discourse is that every person, especially white people that have come out trying to talk shit about Will Smith, 
people have been like, at least our schools are not being shot up. Let's shoot at galleries. Like, I love that I'm everybody's now realizing what you're saying. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my face. Star movie theaters are being dead and dead. Ah, beans on toast. Well, actually, at least we have universal health care, and we don't have. <laughs> my Zoom just asked me if I was playing music because of my yelling. Like, uh, that? that video it's so funny to me laughing up <laughs> and they stop so <laughs> oh my god but yeah people... <laughs> all right bro I- i'm tired okay enough i'm sorry i'm so i'm so exhausted and i have a, such an early day tomorrow i have to drive to mississippi tomorrow okay, so we go, we go wrap it up and now just shut the fuck up that's 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 the moral story um, y'all knew we were gonna talk about this. I know you tired of everybody in their podcast talking about this shit, but shit, so what? They not us. Period. And you know what? We have to talk about the things as they happen. We can't be the only podcast not talking about the slap. So we discussed it, and it is and you know, what it is. Also, my last point. I've seen some of the worst shit on live TV. We've seen a plane going to a building. We've seen Saddam Hussein get assassinated. We've seen the white people take over the Capitol last year. We done seen mass shootings. Y'all done killed George Floyd on TV. And y'all worried about a slap? That's violence? Not the not the guns, uh, germs, and seal folk talking about some violence. A slap? Y'all done took out all the natives. Slaughtered them. Genocide. Slaughter. You turned my ancestors' pubic hair and half their head into stuffing for sofas into furniture george washington had our teeth in his mouth y'all still got nat turner skull somewhere on somebody's goddamn china cabinet but a slap is the violence in america child um my friend is sending me kanye west lyrics what is this um anyway all right. Shout out to these little, if you're watching a video and you see something weird on my face, I put these little acne things I get them from Ulta. They got little like darts or like knives and shit in them that break into your pimples while you're sleeping. And if you suffer from blind acne, which is like acne that won't come to a head, put these little circles on there, these little acne dots, and they're perfect. And I love them. So if you're watching the video, if we do a video, that's the weird shit that's on my face because I, I, I refuse to. Videos be, that's very optimistic of you, though. Oh, I mean, I just refuse to be a 30 year old with acne. I just, I can't have it. That's unacceptable. That's fair. Stop doing that with your face. I don't like it. Put your fucking lip down. Put it down. Make it normal. Make it normal. <laughs> All right, bro. Bye. All right. Bye. Good night. <laughs>